Yes, sir, we promised you a great main event here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast is Cheap Heat, and we are coming at you on a uh, Tuesday, September 7th, the beginning of Greg History Week. And with that, we bring in, from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, big, big, big start to Greg History Week, otherwise known as GHW. How are you, SGG? Oh, wait, I do not hear you. Hold on, SGG. Why would I not hear you? Let me see if I hear a dip. Dip? Nope, I don't hear a dip either. So there's something on my end. Uh, 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 ha, ha, ha. There you go. How are you, SGG? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Great start to Greg History Week. Yeah, off to, uh, it's off to a big start? It is. I mean... I want to say great, but I got to admit, um, on Saturday during the opening ceremonies, uh, I challenged Crystal to a game of skee-ball, and, and she beat me. Uh, no respect. Oh, that's uh, Yeah, best of, best of five series. Uh, unfortunate. Yeah, you know. Oh, well, I'm, really, I'm sorry to hear that. Besides the unfortunate skee-ball incident, I hope that everything is off to a, a good start. <laughs> everything else is off to a great start. But I would like to have it start with a win, too, you know, if I can be picky. If I can oh. be, you know. There, well, there certainly were some wins going around this week. Well, who received those wins? Well, that's up for anyone's <laughs> debate. And now, all the way from Los Angeles, the Majent himself, Brian Depperston. What's up, Lucky Charms? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's up, Lucky Charms? A thousand percent. <laughs> um, oh my God, I, I've been going and going. You're go. You're well. You're listen. You you have fresh antibodies, right? So you're you're really you're in a good spot right now. You know what some say. What's that? I have some of the best antibodies in the biz today. Yeah, I've I've heard, so I should I would certainly hope so. Some of the strongest yeah. antibodies today. They better be. So we're recording this on a Tuesday earlier than you would normally get cheap heat. So for those of you who are waiting for a Friday, I would say to you, hit pause. And come back to this on Thursday or Friday, because I don't know that there'll be more this week, but I felt that it was important for us to get on early in the week while we're still close to the events of the weekend, because obviously it was a very, very big weekend in the world of pro wrestling. Um, go ahead, Dip. Did you did you watch any wrestling this weekend? Did something happen? Was there wrestling on? Uh, there was an event Saturday. Uh, well, th well, actually, I should say before that Friday, there was a GCW event. <laughs> Let me tell you something. 
I cannot believe that Frank the Clown is like wrestling in front of like thousands of people at this point. Is it well, thousands? So yeah, I think they're. I think they, thousands. I think they had thousands. a couple thousand. No, the GCW of it all is very interesting because Do you want to circle back to the GCW. Of let's. It all we should circle back. He let's. You want to circle back to the GCW of it all? What about? We got to type it the AW of it all before we get to the GCW yeah. of it all. But I will say this. The they are now they are now just jumping into like this, you know, position as like chief top indie company overnight, it seems. Now, did Frank have an actual title match or did he not really wrestle? He was like a Fugazi opponent for Matt Cardona. Yeah, that's what it was. I didn't I I haven't seen the whole the full clip. But yes, that's what it appeared. Who cares? His face is on the posters. He's he's has a full blown entrance. He's on the he card gets against. He gets heat too. Gets the crowd, <laughs> the crowd, like really reacts to him. By the way, listen, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out here right now. There's only one thing that could make Frank the Clown more hated at an indie show. If he Noel Foley was his ballet coming out in the ring. It's actually that would that I don't I guess it's two things I guess it's two things but I think that would work the opposite way because she's too sweet to right. like to play into it and you know what I mean they would inha- turn heel though I could see that like it like innocent becomes he becomes heel I don't or, or they do like Randy Muscle Man Savage and Mr. Elizabeth where like he's just such a dick oh you really think that would play well today SUG you of all people you'd be the first person calling to cancel Frank the Clown <laughs> Oh, I mean, listen, listen, Macho Man, like, threw Elizabeth around. I'm not saying that, but I just like the productive, you know, stand over here while I do my thing. Right, right. I guess you'd have to do a new version of it where, like, you're not as handsy, but, like, you're still really – it would be tough. I'll tell you, let's be honest, in in this current era of wrestling – where like heel promos get you canceled, I don't know anyone's going to do the sort of, like, um, emotionally abusive um, storyline again. But I'll tell you this. I think – I think Noel would work the wrong way. I think people would pop for her. No, no, no. Dip, the only way to make him more hated in indie crowd is to team him up with Cheap Heat's very own Peter Rosenberg. <laughs> <laughs> if if he introduced his new manager as me, the hatred of the millennium. I don't know if you could do indie bookings though. What do you mean? Why not? I don't know. I, I don't have a I don't have a talent contract. You're gainfully employed. No, I mean gainfully a Jays. I mean Yeah, I'm a con I'm a I'm not a I'm not a contracted uh WWE talent. I I mean listen, I know the person who could look at my contract. He's on this call. So you look into are, it. Are you are you denying that your your employment is not is is not gainful? L- listen, there there are gains a thousand percent. There are gains galore. But I'm saying I, gainful is the wrong way to put it. Am I contractually employed? I don't know what you, I mean. You're literally the agent. You should be the one to be able to tell us whether I could do this or not. Is he contractually barred from? Am I barred from showing up at a GCW show? Gainful is enough for me. Yeah, well, that's you know, dip. Once you're gainful, he's not messing with gainful. Okay, there's nothing messing with gainful. No. Um. First of all, Shana Tova to all the yeah, Jews. Shana yeah, big, big, happy Jew year as it would. By the way, I had. Yeah. Are you seeing the foods that were on my IG story, guys, from last night? No, was it? Yeah, I, I, there was a there was a lot of uh, there was like a brisket gimmick. Brisket at Jace. Brisket at Jace. What what is brisket? 
by the way, brisket's adjacent to something. Brisket adjacent to something, but it was brisket adjacent confirmed. But what what is what is adjacent to brisket? Uh, I don't know. It was another sort of like wet, delicious pull apart meat, but it wasn't quite brisket. I like my brisket moist up a storm. Oh yeah. The uh, moment I'm sensing like a dry brisket, the, I'm yeah. talking. Well, there's different kinds of brisket. Jewish oh, Jewish brisket is not the same as like barbecue. You go to a barbecue place brisket. They're different briskets, confirmed. But let me just say yes. this. Do you know? I'm going to tell you something right now. Do you know? Are you going to try to out Jew food me? Well, I don't. I, I'm not even in the conversation. I'm now flying at a different level with this new relationship. The Jew food happening at the Amrossi house. We are in different. We are in a different space are, altogether. Are you are you googling and googling? <laughs> There's no kugel, not a not okay. a kugel in sight. That is the Ashkenazic ha, t- food of the sedge. <laughs> you, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> Sephardim, uh-huh. Sephardic Sephardic Jews are so yeah. different than Ashkenazic Jews. I was stopping them last night and telling them this isn't something I've ever seen before. This is not a thing we do. And we're so separate that no one even knows on either side that the other ones are doing something different. Really? It's so far gone? Hold on. And and if any Sephardim are listening right now, I'm sure they can email us Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com and tell us what they what they feel. Let me just say this. On Rosh Hashanah, and by the way, guys, we'll talk wrestling at some point. Just hang out. Um, they on Rosh Hashanah, they have a seder a jace. Wow, seder a jace, including a what little say? a little plate with all these items and prayers, apples and honey. Apples and honey is the the least of it. The, it's the lowest. It's, it's nothing. No, no, no. It's still a thing. First of all, have you ever had, this is like a very small piece of it, but I've never had this. Have you ever had on, on Rosh Hashanah challah with sugar? What does that mean? Sugar on the challah? Literally, it's like it's like there's sugar there and you're rubbing up on sugar to make it even sweeter. What? Oh, yeah. There are th- that is obscene. Absurd. There, <laughs> there are this, this is why they're so separate. We are I can't so, believe what I'm hearing. No, no. They First of all, they do a pomegranate thing, big pomegranate thing. You know, there's too many seeds in the pomegranate. That's the whole thing. The point of the seeds represent yeah. the mitzvot, the good deeds you can do throughout the year represented the in the seeds. represent the, the mitzvot? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. There's leeks and, and beets and... And, and and fish. What about the fish head? Do you know about the fish head? The head of the fish? <laughs> They're doing things. I want to tell all the Ashkenazic Jews something about Sephardic Jews. There's something going on. What is going on? Wow. There are things going on, and we know nothing about. They're doing. First of all, here's the thing I had to tell mm-hmm. Natalie's family yesterday, because I don't think they know, because like the like guy said, this is all so separate. I'm like, you know, Ashkenazic Jews, we don't really have rice at festival meals. That's not a thing. No, I'm not even a rice guy, only on sushi. <laughs> okay, right, but that's a different thing. But the thing is, yeah. because they're because they're from North Africa and and then Latin America and all these places, they're having rice up a storm. And I was telling wow. them, 
I'm like, you know, for Ashkenazic Jews, it's, it's all like potatoes and vegetables. It's not, there's not rice. It's a different thing. There's, so I'll say this. Go ahead. No, go right ahead, P. No, that's it. I, it just, it's just a, such let a different, just, exciting thing let, for let, me. Let me just say this. Give me a bagel and lox with some whitefish salad on the side so I can smear it a little bit off, off that. I'll take a bagel with cream cheese on it with capers and lox Ugh, and whitefish salad. Capers. I some kugel. I'll talk they're to you not, They're not doing kugel. There's no, there's not a thing. Not a thing. They don't do kugel. I'll say this too, listening in. It feels like two things. One, it feels like uh, the head of the fish shirt was a missed opportunity. <laughs> that we should have had we should have had that ready for Russia Connor. Acknowledge no acknowledge him, the head of the fish. <laughs> we should have had that ready. No question, maybe next year, but the head of the fish was definitely a missed opportunity. And then charted you charting the the trajectory from North Africa through Latin America also explains a lot. Cause I saw that picture from uh, the US Open. Mm-hmm. It was you both with uh, Laura Styles, and and I was like, I'm looking at four Hispanics here because you with the new beard. <laughs> definitely, we definitely had like a Dominican, Puerto Rican, and and and, and Natalie like, and with, Natalie with definitely Natalie definitely looks Latin adjacent confirmed. Yeah, so I was I, I I didn't see no disrespect to your Jewish heritage, but I was I could have sworn at a first now, glance. I, I want to ask you a question. Hispanic people. Right I want to ask you a, a question. You're from Harlem, right? Yes. Where exactly? 141st. And? 141st in Lenox? Yes. Okay, so let me specify more now that I know the exact specifics and I'm not in any way being offensive. You're from the hood, okay? Yeah. 141st (laughs) in Lenox is the hood. So yep, there's just, just, just everybody knows it. Let's it's just, been, it's yeah. been wrapped about. I mean, Big it's L's from 139th there. and Lennox. So 140, yep, it's Harlem, it's, over there, it's Harlem on the rise. From over there, Jimmy, Dane, it's Dash, okay. Yeah. So here's the, here's one stereotype about the hood that I think go, goes both ways. I think it's used both ways. And I'm curious for where the truth is in your eyes. Okay. Do people from the hood, when drama pops off, run towards it or away from it because the joke out there is like oh white people are crazy they like to go right towards the drama and black people we run the other way classic kings of comedy bit Mm -hmm. in reality is that the truth or is it also a hood thing to do to run exactly towards the drama up close and personal Well, well here's the here's what here's what it is right so, like, if I'm walking down the street and I see somebody running, I will run also. Okay, that's and that's also from Kings of Comedy, one of the great right? bits of all time. And Cedric so, at his best. But the thing is, like, <laughs> once we're a safe distance, then the nosiness kicks in, and then you can look back and like assess what is going on. So we won't necessarily like. Okay, okay, okay. So how about this? It. So how about this? In a situation where you can tell that what's happening is not going to be gunshots, but simply a fight. Is it yeah, get away from it, it or no. get towards it? No, you got to get the angle. You got to get the vantage point. <laughs> of course. So the other day at the U.S. Open, uh, we are all walking in the U.S. Open in the concourse. We just left the beautiful confines of the Heineken suite, luxuriousness, walking around, and all of a sudden I look over and, and no one's near me anymore, and I hear a commotion. I Laura is the closest to me, but she's now gone further away from me. Keep in mind, Laura is from Los Angeles. I am from D.C. Natalie is from Jamaica, Queens, and 
and and Laura's boyfriend is Dominican from Uptown. They are they have gone directly into the fray of some fracas <laughs> that is happening. Natalie is closer than anyone there, which made me yell and snap my fingers at her to get her away. As two people who are two U.S. Open employees were like behind sort of a, a, a gated off area, but where employees were having a huge, loud fight that involved one of the employees taking a chair to the other employee. Natalie was one <laughs> foot away watching and Laura's boyfriend moved fast enough to get out his camera and get the full video of the chair shot. <laughs> was it a, a headshot? Yes, it was like partially blocked, but like they went for a, and then, and then some white dude in a suit who must have been like sick, just happened to be there and must have been 6'4", and worked for the open. I've never seen someone wander into a fight and yoke someone up faster. He did like a a double arm around, lift the person off the ground and kind of walk away with them. Like, nope, this is not happening. I, I was like him off like a child. It was it was psychotic. It was a psychotic event. And by the way, Laura's boyfriend was able to not only get the video up immediately, but also tag world star. It happened that fast <laughs> hashtag us open at world star. Is- All right. Well, I'm glad we, I'm glad we've discussed this because to me, my white suburban brain goes, I thought white people are supposed to run towards this. My gut is always run away. I hear nonsense. I'm, I want to look, but at enough distance to make sure nothing terrible is happening. Of course. I'm running away immediately. Natalie. I hear, I hear one little one little thing. I, I see birds fly out of a tree. I'm running the other. <laughs> Natalie was so up close. And she was like, yo, that fight wasn't even good, yo. He couldn't even move. Like, she's like talking trash. She's breaking it down like Larry Merchant after the fight. Anyways, yeah. that was Larry, my- That would have been like- it wasn't even good, that fight. Uh, you know, if I was 50 years younger, I would have whipped your ass. Do you, how about this? Larry Merchant is in his 90s. Really? 90s. We had we had Ross Greenberg on the K-Show the other day, the former HBO Sports head honcho. Yeah. And he said he still talks to Larry Merchant, who's in his 90s. Because, yeah, uh, on, on, Greg, hist- on Greg History Day, also known to the rest of civilization as 9-11, there's an HBO documentary coming out about 9-11 and baseball that Greenberg produced. Anyways, 20 minutes of Russia Shunna, U.S. Open fights, and we make it to professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, something happened Saturday night, and it was a moment that we have talked about on this show for a long time. I don't I, listen. It doesn't take a genius. I'm not going to pat myself on the back for too long here. However, a couple of months ago, we a victory s- lap is warranted. Just, just, just well, take it. I just this, said this is not the space for humility. I just said, hey, we're on the verge. If they sign CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, what are we going to be talking about? This is going to be an absolute serious, real war. There's no way to get around it. And, and not only does that happen, but they swerve us on Saturday night at the end of All Out with Adam Cole coming out, joining the elite, and then being uh, them being run out of the ring by Daniel Bryan and the Lucha Bros. It was, Adam, uh, not the Lucha Bros. Adam Cole's new music. Uh, and I'm sorry, Dips Hero, Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus Express. 
Oh, he's a great guy. He's a great dinosaur. He's a, oh, he's the dinosaur of the century. And here we are. Here we are. The 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 feeling of the whole thing on social and everywhere. This was obviously hands down their biggest moment. There's no doubt about it. And which is crazy to say because we said that two weeks ago. Well, the craziest thing to say is, hey, CM Punk is going to have his debut match at a pay-per-view, and that's going to be the third most talked about thing from that night? Fourth. Yeah, I mean, I guess, are you counting Ruby Soho? No, uh, because the, so you had Daniel Bryan, number one, uh, and I'll say Adam Cole, probably one. One and one A. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So maybe in that regard, CM Punk could be the third, because then, Right behind that is the tag match. Then you have the tag match. Was just like incredible tag match in the cage. So CM Punk might not even make the podium. He may not make the podium. It, actually, <laughs> I, I don't think asked. I don't think CM Punk makes the podium. I think the tag match and the Brian and 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 uh, Adam Cole. Adam Cole returns. That's the podium. And then you and have Adam the- Cole's music too. Like nobody's even talking about how how insanely good that new theme music is. I didn't even really notice his new theme. Yeah, it's up on YouTube. It it's ridiculous. It it it's, it's he must incredible. have had that he must have had that in the stash. They uh, it's a brand new theme music that they made for him because obviously they knew he was on his way. <laughs> well unless obviously. or or what if he had already been working on something and it had been shot down at NXT. Maybe Who he could have he could have had friends. I don't. I have no idea how that, that that came. This is this this new one is the one. So Dipperstein, you watched with a gaggle of wrestling nerds. What was the reaction? It was explosive in the room, and I got to tell you, it got the biggest reaction from me than anything has in the last ten years of, of wrestling. I, which, I, part, the Adam, which part? The Adam Cole thing. It. Let me let me just say. Let me make a bigger point. Let me make my 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 point of the moment here. This is the big point. This is the one you've been thinking about. Yeah. Yeah, after watching Raw um, last night and this morning. I think what we are watching here, I maybe this is obvious, are two completely different shows. Like, we're watching, we're not even watching anything yeah. that resembles each other in any capacity, in any context. The yeah. only thing that you can call these two things is wrestling. Correct. Other than that, they are, one is a... For the fans of wrestling, the diehard fans of wrestling, and one is a global, massive entertainment company that is interested in expanding and getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, brand partnerships, uh, uh, children, PG content, Disneyland. The other is a show for nerds. And marks and people who have been watching wrestling their entire lives that are now in their in their in their thirties and forties and fifties who still watch it from childhood. You can't even compare the two shows. You, I watched Raw last night, which I didn't think was such a terrible episode, but they make no attempt at this point in telling actual narrative storylines. I, I really, it, the you have the Usos and stuff on 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 SmackDown, which is great and compelling and fun to watch. But other than that, at this moment, I cannot even tell you a storyline on Raw, let's say, that is being told to the audience in any capacity. It's one-off, two weeks there's a feud, and then it's dropped. 
they're they're really just you 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 turn on tune on you turn on the show and they're just setting up matches for the end of the show or it's a rematch from the previous week oh, there yeah. is no narrative storytelling being told whatsoever on raw this entire episode was just a a a torn um what's it called a, a tag uh, tornado what's it turmoil called? tag team turmoil a, a, a tag team turmoil with absolutely no story being told in any capacity right now the you have alexa bliss and they, they, the nia Jax match was a throwaway you now just have alexa bliss like wanting to challenge charlotte for the title and the only thing the only bit of storytelling they're going to do is just alexa bliss pointing at the at the at, at the at the at the title that's all they're going to give us now like you so wait last con- night last night they did nothing with nia Jax. No, they just had a fine match. Nia Jax gets out of the ring. Alexa Bliss co- appears on the screen and says, can you give me a, uh, I would love a robe for Lily or something. And then the lights go out and she appears in the ring. And then Charlotte goes, what do you want? And she points at the set, points at the title and, and Charlotte goes, oh, a title match? You got it. It's like, this is it. This is all we're going to get now is just like, nonsense like without storytelling i'm not saying that's a bad feud i'm not saying i don't want to see the two of them fight alexa bliss i love charlotte i love i'm happy to see them have a big match at extreme rules and it'd be awesome but and you and, and you're, you can't expect storytelling from right now from these shows not if you're wrong. going to like have a have a compelling story told to you you're you're watching the wrong show well and how about this the thing that i really find to be super disturbing is the difference between raw and SmackDown SmackDown is still not in the same world as AEW. like there's still that's still not an apples to apples comparison of wrestling shows but but there is a semblance of storytelling that happens on SmackDown you see it week to week and month to month with the Roman Reigns story you are now seeing it week to week, week week to week, and month to month with the Ray and Dominic Mysterio story. Little things actually evolving into storylines. On Raw, it is there's nothing going on. Like, and then last week you stumbled into the semblance of something. The whole world, you you guys were right. I mean, I went and listened to so many other people analyze it. Naya and Charlotte <laughs> was something everyone was talking about and had exciting thoughts about. And do we turn that into something? No. Let's just toss it out and go with Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair. I do not understand the chasm between Raw and SmackDown. We can talk about the big problems between AEW and WWE and the fact that you are right, Dip, and I think everyone agrees. We are watching two different businesses and business models altogether. But I, I just mean, I said to- that months ago, but you, you did. did. You did you did. Let me let me just say let me just say, you are gonna people are still gonna Wrestling fans will never. Here, here's what I'm going to say. Go ahead, yeah, say it. Wrestling fans will never stop watching the WWE. Real wrestling fans, okay? You, me, us, and everyone we know in our wrestling lives will never stop ultimately watching WWE. There's it for this spectacle. For we'll always be knowing what's going on. We'll always want to go to the live events. We'll always. Be interested in who is what's going on on WWE, even though we complain about it. Okay, the children fans, the 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 ten and under, 
are not watching AEW, in my I opinion. I don't know about that. I don't. I, I, well, I'll be honest because I think, and I don't. I don't think that AEW, frankly, cares yet about bringing them in, and I think they are banking on the hardcore wrestling audience to lift them to prominence, whereas WWE has totally abandoned that audience, does not care whatsoever about the hardcore Mark wrestling fans, and is only interested in like the casual, young, family-oriented content. And so, like, but that 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 point. directly goes against the beginning of your statement when you said what? wrestling wrestling fans will always watch WWE. Yeah. The hardcore, if, but if fans. if you cater to a non-hardcore fan for too long, and there is a hardcore fan alternative, you then start to risk losing the people who you thought would never turn away. Even I SGG, we're not the people. We're wrestling w- fans no matter what. If we- I can if I could jump in real quick. I think what sure. WWE's issue is, and then we might see it become more and more of an issue as AEW continues to hone in on a specific um, demographic, is that they're trying to cater, and I said this before too, they're trying to cater to so many different people all at once. So it's not that they don't have anything for the hardcore fans. It's that we're not going to get two hours of it. Same thing with the kids. Same thing with the comedy bits. And same thing with like the weird stuff they're trying with, you know, Alexa Bliss and, and you know, Johnny Drip Drip and these characters. We're not going to get a full show of it, but they're hoping that the puzzles can fit into where they can just pack arenas and stadiums full of the different types of people who come in to see different stuff. Now, some days yes, it works, agreed. some days it doesn't. But but we that's are going to be the, the problem is making it work consistently. We are the extreme, though. We are the the fundamentalist wrestling fans that are never going away, no matter what. There is the True. casual fan where you have a seven year old child whose family is bringing them to a WWE show, a Raw and SmackDown because it's something to do. And when they were kids, they watched it, and so they want their kid to experience it too. So. So I have to push back against the idea too. I have to push back against that too a little bit because if you walk through Target and Walmart and all these places and you go through the action figure section, you will find little kids looking for AEW belts and AEW action figures specifically. I can tell you. No, Dip. I can tell you for a fact because WWE recently released. I hope that's true. No, no, Dip. WWE recently released a Macho Man Randy Savage action figure, right? I have been looking for this thing for, I kid you not, two months. I go to Target every so often. And there was one day when I was in there and there was a kid who was in there picking up action figures. I struck up conversation with his family. He goes in every week and all he wants to do is buy wrestlers. And this kid was in there looking for a John Moxley. This kid was in there looking for a John Moxley action figure. How old was was the kid? Yeah, He was like 10 tops. He was in there looking for John Moxley. His father said he already Mark. had the Randy Savage that I was looking for. He is. He is. He's going to grow up to be a great kid, though. I, I, well, I he, let's, 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 so that's a great anecdote. And let me let me play on what you just said, the Mark thing. I'm sitting there talking to uh, – we, we, I watched the pay-per-view the other day um, with Brian Mann, his friend Ahmad, and, uh, and Zach. Ahmad's and, a great guy. Oh, he's a great guy. And we were talking about – Never met 
I think you have. I think you may have met him. SGG, you've definitely met him. He definitely came to Cheap Heat Live, the live Cheap Heat we had a couple years ago at at the bar. You definitely hung out with him. But we some we talked about something coming on, and and oh oh oh, we were discussing about whether or not Moxley and uh, I mean uh, Punk and Darby made sense. Brian loves it. Zach hates it. I'm playing the middle of why I think there's arguments to be made for both. And I think it was about that we were discussing. If not, I apologize, but the point remains the same regardless. Zach goes, oh, that's, it's for Marks. I, I said, well, who, who do you think the audience there is? Who, who else should they be trying to please? That's the right. problem. And, and, and the, the issue is this. It, this is the same thing that remains true with musicians. If you don't try to please a certain audience and you try to just be, I can hit everybody all the time. Nine times out of 10, you are going to fall flat on your face. Every blue moon, you stumble on Bruno Mars and he's able to just, I just make music for the masses. Isn't this great? It happens but every then, blue moon. But for the most yeah, part, most if of the you time don't you end up being Drake, who's like, the music is great, but people don't give you that top spot. And listen, I'm sure that WWE is fine being Drake. And AEW will be just fine being Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole. But that is yeah. that is where they are right now. And will they ever exceed WWE in business? Probably not. However, let's be honest. Just as SGG says, he doesn't care about the ratings. He's here for what he's interested in. We're not just judging what bottom line is. We're judging right. on cultural importance. And when it comes to and, and cultural enjoyment. And the fact is mm -hmm. AEW delivered on Sunday night in a cultural way on a massive scale. They really hit a home run. And then for those of us who are in it for the culture of it all, we turn around on Monday and I, I actually was sitting there with Natalie's family doing pa uh, doing Passover at Jace. No, you don't. Don't say what you, I think you're about to say. I did not turn it on. We, we actually watched the U.S. Open. But I was sitting there checking my phone to see if you guys were tweet texting me to tell me that something important happened on Raw. That they got the message that it was time to strike back. That message they was got not the, delivered. I think they got Dip's message from earlier, which is, and you know, Nick Khan said this and alluded to this when he said that they're not our competition and everybody got upset because we didn't have the vision, but they're not even trying to do that. And no. Vince, even with Vince saying, you know, we gave them talent, let's give them some more. It's a crazy statement. But then when you think about what I said a couple of months ago and what Dip, you know, reiterated, that they're not even trying to do that, it's like, how, how can, like, why would they? You, I can't even fathom, I, I can't even fathom another moment in WWE programming where I would feel the way that I felt on Saturday, no matter who is in the ring. Maybe if I was live for The Rock and Roman Reigns and the place was going crazy, would I have The place that went crazy for the Becky Lynch return, but, it, but then- Right, and, it's, it's, and it still yeah. didn't make you feel that way. Yeah. I'm talking no, about they, myself. What they ended up doing with it. I'm not talking about the masses. I'm talking about me personally as a 30-year wrestling fan. I can't even imagine. Well, here's the problem. If the Rock one was to ever happen. 
And it could still be a big fight feel, SummerSlam big fight feel. I can't imagine a feeling like I can't. Well, because like because even because right now, as as we've been programmed by WWE, even if they were going to give you The Rock, they would telegraph it in such a way where you wouldn't get to have that moment. No, it would be la- it would be all laid out for us. We'd all say, "Here's where it's coming." Okay, cool. They the AEW managed to show that even if spoilers are out there. You you can still swerve the spoilers. You yeah. you could you can still. It made no exactly. difference. There was no spoiling it. Adam, Adam that's what I, that's what I've been saying too. That like you know, spoilers don't matter because they still got to execute it. Even if you know what's coming, if they do it poorly, the spoiler wasn't going to do anything. It's right. still bad. Right? And if they do it well, then the spoilers also don't matter. Now listen, you I'm, can you can argue it's a little bit better without a spoiler, but the bottom line is, oh yeah, definitely we, is. We got because you get that real genuine surprise. That Adam Cole thing, and, and you know it's funny. Goldstein said in our in our chat, which I I did I dip. I could t- I don't think you even bothered addressing this. Dipperstein, I mean Goldstein wrote WCW booking at its best, and I was like, yeah. dude, I don't care what booking it was the schmas at the end like i didn't no one really cared about like whether or not luchasaurus was getting beaten down the right way by carl anderson okay that that's really irrelevant to be honest the bottom line was adam cole shows up joins the elite you go oh that's sick of course he joined up with his boys the elite now i wonder if boom and it hits you it, it's all you wanted it just they gave it all to i you. have the chills talking about it the way I felt, my, literally, the Adam, Cole, Adam Cole's music hit, and my body just like went, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it was amazing. I haven't had that feeling in years, years. Okay, I get emotional when I'm at WrestleMania and the big entrances or whatever, and I get like my heart starts to pound, and I get that that fuzzy, warm feeling. But it was a different feeling, man. It hit different, and it hit different. I'm literally <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" Like. <laughs> They did it. They did something. <laughs> something. They did something. something. There's something. I got something. I mean, we all got. I never get something. Ah. I she... mean, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then I turn on Raw, and I have Nikki Cross in a cape with Rhea Ripley. The two of them have less chemistry than. Then I don't even know. I, 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 you know, two people with ter- terrible chemistry. The worst. And chemistry. they're like going over on Tamina and Natty. I'm like, what is this? So what is this? I this have a lot that I want to say in response to that. So first, okay, please. First, this is gonna sound so disrespectful, but this is how I feel. Y'all know I come here on cheap heat and I share my truth, regardless of how people feel. We know. Respect to the Anawai family. Respect to the Hart family. Love them both. I'm over Tamina and Naya, Tamina and Natty as tag team. Of course. Send them to the back. Let them contribute in other ways. Free those titles. It doesn't mean that it should go. This is your big point. It doesn't mean that it should go to Rhea. Is the grass green? (laughs) It doesn't mean that it should go to Rhea and uh, and Nikki Cross. I agree with you on that too. That's that haphazard thrown together. Gregory is not it. But I will say this though. Hold on. My point is. That Raw and SmackDown, they are off me nuggets of excitement. That Bobby Lashley and the last moment that we got at the uh, end, I want to see that in a full-blown match. And then the allusion to Demon Balor coming back on, on SmackDown. Uh, you know, with Demon Balor coming back, I think that's that's huge, especially if he comes back to face Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. So it's not that they're not doing anything because 
even with the storytelling conversation, yeah, we had to sort of set SmackDown aside because SmackDown is doing great things in terms of telling stories, even with the fumbled uh, Bianca, Becky Lynch Women's Championship story. SmackDown is giving us something. They're carrying the weight for the full WWE almost, it feels like, but they're giving us something. Okay, Finn Balor doing the demon gimmick is something that I love. Did I have to see it on a random meaningless match on SmackDown or not on a big stage? They couldn't have built, they couldn't have tried a storyline where he builds up to being the demon again. Give me some. This is what they're doing. This is, this is that. He was the demon already. And hold on, but dip. He blew their say that. It's we done. Can't say, we can't say that WWE isn't trying anything and then they they do this the weekend of All Out. They There's a reason they threw on a universal championship match between Roman Reigns and Finn Balor. Oh Bella. my God. There's as much no as they say story they don't between care. the two of them. There's no story. You have, spoiler alert, Roman Reigns wins. Okay? There is no story between Finn Balor and Roman Reigns. He's he a just, placeholder. I'm the spoiler. The I care about the execute. Dude, the, you're, you're out of your mind. He's, At AEW, anything could have happened in that main event. Or, or, or anything could happen in any storyline right now. You have WWE completely predictable in every way, shape, and form. They're not giving any. They're not giving the fans what they want. SGG, I'll, and, I will and, say this: I feel that you're giving them a little bit of a participation trophy. You're like, look, they did something. Yes. They, you're giving a participation look, they, trophy. Look, they, they counteracted. They counteracted the debut of of Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, and and Adam Cole. That wasn't guaranteed. That wasn't, hold on, number. Hold on, that wasn't guaranteed. Right, we speculated, and our speculations turned out to be true. But Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole showing up wasn't guaranteed. The CM Punk Excuse return me, match Vince against McMahon Darby Allen and the brass at WWE knew Adam Cole was going to be there. Okay, no, they knew. Trust. He, they knew he was gone. They, they, they knew he'd be no. there. I don't think. I don't think. Tony Dude, John is texting them and saying this is what we're going to do. Are you that naive to think that WWE didn't know Adam Cole was debuting on All Out? They did knew. We know? I, I did we know? But no, but what? they, but they, I agree with Dip. They did know. They, they knew they when knew the contract was turned down. They knew when they pushed the paperback and said, we're good. They knew what the, the ramifications oh, yeah. were. He has Listen, to make a phone call to someone and say, hey, I'm not coming back. Right. I'm going somewhere else. He's not going to Ring of Honor. Come on, dude. He's definitely not going to Ring of Honor. Uh, Dip, I, SGG, I mean, I, that was, I, that's a, I hear you. It's better than doing nothing. But to Dip's point, throwing the paint on Finn Balor so he can just go have a TV. Listen, they should be having a, they should the be having TV championship TV match. matches. That shouldn't be that rare an occurrence that Roman Reigns has a match like that on SmackDown. That's not enough to compete, though. And Roman Reigns is the best story you've got. We have so many other problems. Roman Reigns is the one piece that there hasn't really been any problems. I mean, frankly, yes, he's having a little bit of a filler spot here with Finn Balor. You could normally forgive that if there were other things for you to watch. Roman should get a break. Roman should have a month where his story is like a little bit tempered. He's kind of removed well, for a little bit. He, they can't. But this is this is what they're doing just in threatening his his championship. Because remember, Brock Lesnar still there's looming. no threat with Brock Finn Lesnar still looming. There's the story there. I'm telling you. Well, I do like I like the the the, the Brock Paul story though completely over Great. the top and obvious. Love. But I love that it's all happening. About it. Yeah, I'm all about and that I've, story. And, and yeah, to Dip's point, it is predictable, right? They tested Jay's loyalty. They tested Jimmy's loyalty. Paul Heyman's the only one whose loyalty is left to be tested. We knew it was coming, but their execution on it, I think so far, 
has been really well done. And I think trying to fit Finn back into this underdog role where he was screwed over by John Cena. Can I complain about one part, though, within that, Greg? Please. Within that, I am enjoying it. They had to have the thing where he's being interviewed and Brock Lesnar's music plays on his cell phone. Yeah. I mean, okay. I think, the, I think somebody thought it was funny, and it was. It was. But, but it's but it's so like, un- it, it it requires you to completely suspend disbelief. Paul Heyman's supposed to be smart. He would have Brock Lesnar's music just playing over and over again mid-interview. It was a very small thing, but I was like, yeah. wait, is Paul supposed to be an idiot or supposed to be smart? Because at the first time you can be forgiven, but silence their phone. Everybody. Knows. I, I actually don't know if you can forgive that his music from from Brock Lesnar while working for Roman Reigns is Brock Lesnar's music. I don't know if I could forgive that. I can forgive that, but don't have the phone on, lo- on loud. On loud. Have the phone on silent so it don't ring at all. Because Brock can call and nobody would know. You having your phone on loud is the bigger effect. And by the way, we're all fighting about we're all fighting about the one thing we all agree is generally good week to week, month to month. Let me bring up another thing. Let's be honest, though. We've offered suggestions that would have made it better. No, no, no. While I have while I have Judas in my mind, let me keep going. The Judas, Um, dude. Okay, go ahead. By the way, they botched that. That was not good. What the live the live guitar version of Judas in my mind. Play the damn song and let the people sing. God. I know. And, well, and, and the worst that thing that could happen to AEW is that now that Jericho lost, he actually leaves and goes full-time commentary. If they want to help WWE, that's one thing they could do. Put Jericho on full-time commentary. He will screen like, people away from the television. Is he going to be on dynamite commentary or is it going to no, be No, no, I I think I don't I don't think this will be the end. I think he'll I think he'll he's going to be on Rampage commentary for sure. I think that's part of his thing, but I'm guessing this is not the end of that story. Look, man. I Oh my, another thing they're told. They have no clue what they're doing with Karrion Cross. No idea what they're doing. I'm okay with that. I I didn't care for him in NXT. I didn't see the uproar with everybody. Oh, he lost to Jeff Hardy. He shouldn't have lost to Jeff Hardy. And then Jeff Hardy shows up in the 24-7 segment. And everybody's like, Jeff Hardy shouldn't be there. First of all, figure out how you feel about Jeff Hardy. Because that just sounds like complaining to complain. He shouldn't be beating Karrion Cross, but he shouldn't be in the Jabba title picture. Like, well, but you could argue, couldn't you argue the exact... I hear what you're saying. Couldn't you argue the exact opposite? If he's capable of beating Karrion Cross on TV, he shouldn't be in the jobber pile for the 24-7 championship? You could, but the people who complained about him even beating Karrion Cross to the point where they had to job him out to make them happy are the same ones complaining. True, that but that's just, again, you know what I feel about Greg, fighting with people on the internet. Yeah, Greg, you know where Jeff Hardy needs to, needs to belong? AEW. I thought you were going to say something else. But honestly, probably. Honestly, he should. He should. Yeah, he should. And he should team up with his brother, and it would be mage. <laughs> Effing yeah. mage. Jeff, I mean, listen, Jeff Hardy is the only thing that could save Matt Hardy anyway. I, Matt Hardy doesn't really do great without Jeff, so. Uh, Matt Hardy's doing the best work of his career right now. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I don't, I, have, I, have, I don't know if I'd go best work of his career. I also I haven't seen him do great, but he's entertaining. I, he's entertaining. I haven't seen him do great work uh, let's without talk, wait, Jeff. Uh, let's, talk about, let's talk about this cage match. Have you ever seen Have you seen a match like that in the last 10 years? You will never see a match like that on WWE programming. Describe it for people who haven't seen it. <laughs> you mean you? Um, yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> explosive. I mean, it was it was Lucha Brothers and and uh, and the Bucks. It was their first it. match in two years. It's the yeah they hadn't had a match. You had, they're, they had blood by the end, gurgling out of 
out of Pentagon's mouth, out of his mask. There was a crimson mask under the crimson mask. Well, and by the way, you know, you know what else they did that was fantastic? The the jumping off the cage spot, which is like such oh. an obviously safe thing, like everyone's waiting for him, and, and it was. It was clearly safe, but the way he did it, he jumped so high and spread out so big that even though you knew they were all waiting to catch him, it still was a holy sh... Even though you knew what was happening, it still... Did you see the picture of it online? I can't imagine. I mean, if they caught a good shot, he's... If, if Miss Hatton they was there... The shot. They if Miss Hatton was there, she'd sell the NFT for for twenty grand right now. It, it was and so SGG was basically like a very a very Bucks style tag match in a cage, but instead of it being in one of the spots that annoys me with the Young Bucks, where I feel like it's kind of meaningless and why are they doing this much? It's a random episode of Dynamite. This was the end of a really long tag title reign against a tag team they have a long history with where all the false finishes at the end felt legit. And then there were just a few spots racing up and down the cage, jumping off the cage that were awesome. And, and by the way, we've talked this long. We didn't talk about the, the simple, sublime, and understated brilliance of Eddie Kingston and Rusev having a match in which they do a spot, which I can't recall, where the turnbuckle pad gets pulled off by accident. And then that ends up being a storyline throughout the whole match. And I'm like, I've seen a lot of turnbuckles being removed before. I don't know that I recall it ever being done where one wrestler's holding on to it gets pulled and it comes off. It was it was just a really clever, cool story. And by the way, of all the the huge losses to WWE by the hand, at the hands of AC, AEW right now, you look at Rusev and you just go, how did it not work with this guy? He is such a stud. And and I think what did you know, embarrassment of riches? They they had so many people they had so many people then they knew what to do with. It's, I like Rusev. I like Rusev, but I think he's a mid-carter. Hold on. And this is hold on, hold on, hold on. mid-carter. You can argue he's a mid-carter if you want. But he's entertaining, Carter. He's a, he's very entertaining, and right now you're thinking he's a mid Carter because AEW has a tendency to bring people in and not shoot them immediately to the top. He's he's building well, his way up. He started as the best AW's man. Now he's the redeemer, and he's building his way up. By, by the way, Eddie Kingston being a part of this whole thing alone is something to Dip's point that you could just never expect to get this random guy who's been an indie star for 20 years who shows up to do a one-off, cuts one incredible promo, cuts one great match, and now when he comes to New York in a couple of weeks, the biggest pop in the building will probably be for Eddie Kingston. Yeah, probably. Even though he's from Yonkers, it should be still. <laughs> It's not one of the I, boroughs. It's, it's not, not but he is a New Yorker. But he's it's definitely a New Yorker. NYC. You're not going to question his New Yorker. No, I'm not. Card. I'm just saying it's not NYC. Just the, the highest of, people come from Yonkers, but it's not NYC. Just the sight of blood to me is exciting to see on, on, on wrestling again. That's enough for me to watch, just to see these guys bleed. That's all you need? Well, guess what? You, I need blood. You're never going to get Pentagon's it. Pentagon's family coming out at the end? Oh, my God. I love it. His kids were clear. he was hurt for sure, and his kids were very concerned. It was obvious. Don't you think? I don't know that hurt for sure. I, I did. did yeah, is that, that, that no, right? No, thought, no, not hurt. He had been through it. Is what I'm saying. He had been through it. Yes, but I know that's a blurry line for you between been through it and legitimately hurt. But hey, that's why you. That's why you enjoy the show. So my question that I have to ask you guys and the Peckerheads today is: 
Will there ever be any sort of reaction to fight for the hardcore fan? Or are they really, really comfortable with letting these be just two completely separate products and the WWE will go on with ebbs and flows as it does? completely unrelated to what happens on AEW, or do you think at some point it is Vince McMahon gets the message this has become a cultural problem that need we now need to do something. Well, they, brought in, they brought in Brock Lesnar again immediately. That was some reactionary situation. Besides building new stars, which they're failing to do right now, unfortunately, in a real way by telling no stories about them, what else do they have in their bag of tricks that they can bring out to be the big giant headline matches with the with the current existing situations they have with the superstars they have and the legends what else can they make that's big without telling stories which by the way none of these without telling real compelling narrative storylines which make you say i can't wait to see this person beat up this person other than the Goldberg, Bobby Lashley, you're next. That's not a story. What do you? I mean, Bobby Lashley did almost murder his son in front of. Yeah, there's a little bit of Las Vegas. And they blew it. They did nothing with it. Okay. Goldberg's injured. He. They showed him hobbling out the hospital. He's not going to pop up every Monday. SGG. They did not tell a story with the son. He came into the <laughs> ring twice and was assaulted. That's it. There's no story. Okay. The story is story that the son telling. and the dad is on the lamb. <laughs> they're, they're, they're resting. Oh, oh they're supposed to come up very compelling. Oh, my heart's pounding from this from the wrestling they're doing. I can't wait to see how they rest. No, there's no wrestling. It's a Goldberg match, but his him and his son got beat up. I hated it. I thought it was terrible. Okay. Well, you hated what you else? hated it at the Who pay-per-view else? too. Yes, I, I was my heart pounds when Goldberg wrestles. I'm scared to death oh, of Bobby. Oh, right, I was right, right. scared for Bobby's health and safety. <laughs> what? <laughs> What is what else in their bag of tricks do they have that are that's gonna that's gonna lead them to the next three years? What are they gonna do? The I, Rock. I, I, what else? I, so to I answer to answer your go question, Undertaker's OP. gone. Triple H is retired. I read that Undertaker. I saw Undertaker might be back on Friday. To, okay, he's not gonna wrestle a match. I wouldn't think no. so. To answer your question, P, in terms of you know, will are they, gonna they compete with AEW for the hardcore fan? I think Dip answered it already. Is that they are going to march firmly down this road that they've already established for themselves. And AEW is also going to march down a completely different path. And I think us trying to force square pegs and round holes and make them com- totally direct competitors is, is going to be end up being a fool's errand. They're competing for the same pool. I'm asking you a new question. Hold on, hold on. Go ahead. I have to address this first and I'll address yours. They're competing for the same pool of talent. But ultimately, what they end up doing with that talent is going to be two completely different things. And then in terms of Dip's question of what is WWE going to do, they're going to make new stars. The the narrative idea that WWE can't make new stars, I think, is just that. It's a narrative. We've seen them make Roman Reigns. We've seen them make Bianca Belair. After a decade, Uh, they made Roman Reigns finally into someone interesting. No, they they made him twice. They made him in the Shield, and then he got not necessarily ruined, but the fans didn't support him as much as they they probably would have in your mind they made him twice and everyone and else made, they him made him once and then they made him again last year uh but they made roman they made bianca riddle the street prophets charlotte they they took you, you are just so the last name you are so Becky accurate Lynch. they've made the street prophets. 
Making Montez Ford matter in the headline of a Survivor Series, SummerSlam, or WrestleMania, that is what making someone is. If they, if Mont- people will pay tickets, hold on, hold on, to, hold on. If people they, will, they're not stars. Are you to watch, dude? If who did I name that's tickets, not a star? Who did I? Who did I name that's stop. not a star? Who did it, I name that's not right. a star? If, if, answer the question. The street profits. The street profits are not stars yet. They're they're not stars. They're not stars. Yet. No one stars. cares about them. They are stars. No, no they're, they're not. They're famous in to WWE. They're they're a known commodity within WWE. But I think to Dip's point, when you think about how great the Street Profits are talent-wise, and you look at the last six months, they haven't been made to be stars. They just popped Stop. back up a week ago. The point is, it. can I finish this point? If When Montez Ford can sell 65,000 tickets at WrestleMania, headlining it against Roman Reigns or someone like of, of, the, of the like, they've made a star. Okay. Let me let me put the goalpost right back where it was at the beginning of this conversation. You ask what are they going to do? They're going to do what they've been doing, which is take talent and build them up to the point where we care about them. Who? Which is what they've been doing. And again, I I point back to those names that I've named. Now it is going to be tougher to do without a guy like Mark Henry scouting the talent because let's be real, they don't want to scout any talent anymore. They're done scouting. They, talent. Yeah, they don't even want to. That's They're, the word. But. But they've done scouting indie talent. But look at Bianca Belair. She wasn't an indie wrestler. Look at the, some of these people that they found in other places. Roman Reigns, they pulled off the football field. And he's the biggest star in wrestling. So maybe not exclusively. Ten years later, he matters now. Ten years later. Who has AEW made on the level of... Well, they haven't made anyone. They've been around for two years. Yeah, I don't think anyone... But again, now we're arguing two different things. I don't think it's an apples-to-apples... AEW's done it. WWE hasn't. AEW hasn't had to do it because guess why? They plucked so many of the people who were made in WWE have been plucked by AEW, so they don't have to do it. And I'll say this too: with AEW, the only the only two people who have a chance are well, I say three: Jungle Boy, MJF, and um, and Darby Allen, because those are the ones who maintain their spot on the card when somebody new comes in. Everybody else gets bumped down for the next best thing. Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, and MJF are going to be the three stars that AEW. Orange makes. Orange Cassidy's Orange Cassidy stayed pretty relevant the whole time. Uh, um, I'm not. He, he, I don't know. He, he's not a. No, no. Listen, he's not a. He's not to be taken seriously as a title contender, but his character has maintained relevance throughout almost the entire True. time they've been there. True. I'll say like like a Joey Janela completely bumped off the card. I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not comparing AEW. I'm, I'm not talking about AEW right now. I'm talking about WWE. Well, you said what WWE do, will do, and that's what they will do. They will make, they will keep making I hope stars. so. I hope they can. I think, they I think can. that. We've seen it. We discount, we discount the level of how they've done it, but we've seen it. Bianca Belair alone. You Omos, cannot say they made street profit stars. What are you talking about? Alone. Did you see the reaction he got on Monday just from, the that's just from Omos. stepping in the ring? Just from stepping in the ring, the reaction he gets. And he wasn't even a thing this time last year. They put him in with the champion and the crowd. Right. Went, you're missing the point. I'm not talking about people you like to see on TV. I like Omas, but until Omas is a big, giant wrestling star, which he's not at all in any capacity. Not yet, yet. but he will be. And we've see, we're seeing it come to fruition. You're saying let, that they can't do it. They've been doing let me, it. Let me just wait. Let me wait. Let me wait. Let me wait in here. They, let the, me the, see the, what kind the, of stories they can tell with Omas to make him headline a, a pay-per-view, okay? Let's, that's all I'm saying. That, well, that's the problem. We're, we're, this isn't really a talent argument. WWE has shown that by hook or by crook, they will find a way to, for, to, to, to develop talent. The problem is when the talent gets there, what are the stories that are being told? Our issue on Raw, I don't know that any of us have, it's not with talent. 
are issues no. with storytelling. Yeah, they, have, they have incredible talent in WWE. Yeah, are, are, I, the mage of the, mage. I'll be honest. The fact that WWE is still even, that we're still even arguing about who has a better roster is a testament to how good their roster is because they've lost. They gave away. They've lost so much of it and they still have a great roster. None of this is about talent. Are you going to start telling stories that make people want to watch Monday Night Raw? Monday Night Raw, at this point, when you go back and watch an episode from uh, 99, 2000, all the way up until the mid-2000s feels markedly different and more exciting than what we're seeing week to week right now. They and Raw has they, to be better. If they can't if they can't tell stories in that way, they should be embarrassed because they don't have the excuse anymore. The excuse was there's too many people. What do we do with what, what do we do with everybody? How do you find time? You thinned your roster out so much that you have no excuse now to be able to tell these tight stories that are weaved throughout and progress week to week. And we know you could do it because we see you do it on Fridays. So we should be able to see you do it on Mondays too, when you have more time to work with. I mean, I guess you're right. But I mean, even the SmackDown stories are thin galore. They're not based in any kind of real heat or, 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 you know, or any real story interactions, dude. Think about Pillman and, and 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 Stone Cold. Think about DX storylines. Think about NWO. Think about think about the 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 corporate ministry. Think about these things, man. You you're never going to see anything like that again. They're just these. It's nonsense. It's just matches that we've seen hundreds and hundreds of times. Rematches and and promos that have no story to them, and just they're just threats. It, it's just it's. I think you're oversimplifying what's, what's happening on Fridays. I'm, I watch and every even some of, dude, even some I'm of watching Monday. every week. I've never I haven't missed an episode of wrestling in I'm years. I'm not saying you're not watching. I'm saying that you're over that in expressing what you're getting, you're oversimplifying because I'm not oversimplifying think, Roman Reigns. I don't think, Roman, I don't think I like Roman that. fills in, fills into that box and I don't think that when we look back at Bianca and Becky Lynch that that's going to fit into that box. I think I think they are telling these stories. Maybe they're not going to stand They're up. not telling a Bianca Becky Lynch story yet, dude. They're not. What's no, the it's, story? It's, it's two weeks old. It's two weeks old. What no, is the story, though? What do you think is going to be... What do you think that the Bianca Belair the, Becky want, story is going to evolve the, into? That the, one hates the other and they're going to have a match. There's the, no story. or not? When they start... When they plant the seeds and people say, well, where are they going with this? Like... The Jeff Hardy carrying cross is a perfect example, and they wanted P's head for saying, "Wait and see." And it went nowhere. Now carrying cross is it went nowhere up because it got derailed. It, got it derailed. went nowhere. It the got Jeff derailed. Hardy thing was nothing. It went nowhere it because P. Nothing. We were it saying went nowhere we because P ended up being one in, one in one thousand. Everybody else, nobody else gave it a chance. There was there was like a handful of people like P who said, "Let's see where this goes," and they abandoned it. All right. Well, they said you, you, many times. like they do everything. Well, listen, you, yeah, you, you for two the are, same reason. You two are both annoying all of us, so I'm gonna have to jump in here. Um, well, no, because you're repeating the same things, and neither of you are gonna convince the other one. And frankly, I think SGG is is reaching, and I don't. I'm not gonna. I don't want to play the. I'm trying to play the middle here and not gang up. But at the same time, no we, right. we are we are hearing someone who you know. SGG plays generally the the role of WWE supporter. And this week, you sound like, naturally, I'm not arguing why you would sound this way, someone who's grasping at straws. 
This week is a hard week. I'm sorry. If that's the part you play of like, no, good stories are told. We need more stories. We need what we all agree. Roman is generally good. We all agree that they're like, if, if something cool happens with the Mysterios, that would be great. But by and large, we're talking about two or three out of 15 storylines going on between two shows. We need to do better than that. Like that just, that has to be better. I think you're oversimplifying. Okay, so go ahead. What are, what, are the, what are the stories that I'm missing that I should be looking forward to on Fridays that I'm not mentioning? We mentioned Bianca Belair and Becky. That story is in its infancy. So to even... To that could, to that this, could get somewhere. So Exactly. That's all I'm saying. So Dipper's yeah, well, saying they're not doing anything. And I reach back to the Jeff Hardy carrying cross thing because this is what happens all the time. When something starts... But where did that go? But why did it happen? But P. What's your happened, point to the Jeff Hardy thing? Yeah, where did Jeff when Hardy and carrying cross go? Because when it happened, people decided that this was going to be a shit story and that it was going to ruin Karrion Cross and it was going to bury NXT. You even said, and I agreed, that we should wait and see what they do with it. And they ended up doing nothing with it because people decided they well, why, didn't. But they should never. They shouldn't people be. People decided? They, well, what they do you mean? That, 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 they, 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 yeah, they, they didn't stay the course. I don't think they're incapable of it. They just You're blaming it. the fans for them not carrying through with a carrying cross storyline? It's not the fans' fault. They didn't know what to do. So they dropped it. What do you think? Right. It's it's not the fans' fault. Hold the on, fans SG. didn't want to no, see it, so they didn't put it on TV. SGG, you have to admit that that that's that is a real point. That's ridiculous. That's that that would be like it's the fans' fault that Jeff Hardy, the Jeff Hardy thing was. If drunk? you have a oh, story, yeah. and by I, the way, I, the AEW AEW is the company that notoriously reacts quickly and stupidly to what the fans demand. WWE generally ignores the fans. They plow on with their decisions. And by the way, I think they should do that. I think you ignore what people are saying and you do what I you agree. think is good. But now you're fl- playing the other side and saying, well, they would have done something great with Jeff Hardy and Karrion Cross. No, but there was such that. an uproar saying, on Twitter, they had to bail. See, you're putting words in my mouth. I'm saying that we have no idea nope. what they would have done because we didn't get to see but it. But why didn't we get to see it? Because the moment that it happened, people decided how they felt about but it. But those again. people don't have the pencil. Yeah, what do you yeah. mean? They're not in no, control. It's true. it's true. P, you're you're right. They don't have the pencil. They should be ignored offhand and plowed through. But and this is a scenario where it didn't. But happen. then you can't blame the and people. You can only. You, but you can't blame the people for that. You can only blame the people who make the decision. You're for that. blaming the fans for the writers' room not being uh, uh, sticking to their guns to figure out Jeff Hardy and Karrion Cross. What are you talking about? Yes. The, fan, okay. the fans got a writer fired recently. The fans got the writer's room in chaos over there. Wow, this is this is a sad... I don't know what you're You know what? About. This is a tough week. This is a very tough week. A lot has happened. A lot of things that are going to change things moving forward here. And we're going to have to all just sit back and wait and see. I agree with SGG that Becky and Bianca have potential. But I, okay, also, let's see what happens. But I also understand if you're dip... And you look at where this story started, which was it started in the toilet. It's, but, it started okay. in hell. And, and by the way, but remember, it's starting in the toilet is the culmination of a year of Bianca Belair that should really have continued to blossom. And instead, it ended up in the toilet. So you can understand why Dip would not go. I'm so now excited to see what they do with Becky and Bianca when they just stomped all over what everyone's hopes for Bianca were. Well, we have to, and we have to also remember though that that wasn't the plan. I don't know if that was Plan B, C, or D, 
but Sasha Bianca and the continuation of that story was the plan. And this, and we only came to that after they were going to continue Bianca and Bailey, and Bailey got injured. So, but these things I mean? happen. So, but these things yeah, happen. It's true. But I'm just saying that, like those, these are stories that we didn't get to see come to fruition, and they're on a timetable of where we have to be at SummerSlam. And we got. Two days to do. I I'll still just, don't think that was the move taking the title off of her. I, I still don't understand. I'll it, just but. say this: you have you have Paul Heyman, you have Bianca Belair, you have Bailey, Sasha Banks, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Edge, Becky Lynch, AJ Styles. It goes on and on. The New Day, on and on. The level of talent that exists in that locker room. They need to decide what they want to do. I I fully believe yeah. if they want to do, create content that will make all of us jump up and down, it is possible. But if they don't, if they're comfortable, and I've said this from the very beginning, when, when people like yourself, SGG and Zach would say WWE can't be in trouble because of all the different revenue streams and businesses that they have, I said the problem is all that revenue is is exactly the problem. It actually works against <laughs> the desire, fire the fire to make the culture better. <laughs> right. And now we're going to have a culture problem. We need but, people to be talking. You don't want people to be like, oh yeah, AEW is where the culture is at, but WWE is where the big money is at. Who wants that? Yes, that's there's upside to that. But you know, for guys like Triple H, they were doing it for more than just the money. It was about creating yeah. a product that was something special. So it's going to be, we'll, we'll, we'll sit back and watch. Do you think that's what happens with the new X, NXT? Because they're supposed to be revamping NXT. And it, this, the NXT thing, by the way, is that this week? Next, Next week. week. Next 14th. week is the new NXT? 9-14. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a very telling week. It's going to be a very telling week and, and weeks to I'll come. I'll say this, though. Just for the fans, the, the more differential we can the more we can differentiate between raw smackdown nxt aw roh new japan uh triple a cmml the more we can do that honestly the better because then you get the more variety like you say listen the, the, the variety by the way lifts all boats. so much happened saturday we didn't even talk about how ridiculously awesome the end of the moxley thing was with the dudes coming out from Japan, who you would think would be a totally underground thing, but even if you had no idea, who who was the last dude who came out again? Suzuki? Suzuki. No, wasn't the match with Suzuki? Who was the match no. with? I forget his name. And by, by the way, this is a perfect example. People who are not deeply into um, the, the current Japanese product and legends of the last 15 years. You don't have to be. You don't have to be because when that moment happened, I was like, oh, this is probably for a very limited. Um, this is probably for a very limited fan base. Who's going to appreciate this? And then the way it was done was so damn compelling that it was awesome. Like I ended up being like, OK, I'm so sorry. It was Kojima versus Moxley. And right. then and then at the end, Suzuki confronts Moxley. And, you know, I, I, of course, don't know much about Suzuki and don't know that he's the strong style dude of this era. He's kind of like the Moxley of Japan. And they have this moment together. It was. 
We don't even have time for it. SGG, do you have uh, Black Power Rankings this week? Oh, yeah. Well, in that case, hold on. I have something for you. And it goes a little something like this. Hit it. I was hoping to get the Africa drop from earlier today, but uh, <laughs> I deleted it next week. No, you want me to pull it back? You want me to find it? Africa, 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 next Africa. Week, okay, need, fine. We need, we need it. We all right, all right. I'll pull week. it. I'll find it. In number three, in number three, the giant Omas. Uh, just because I said this earlier today, and I'm going to stand by it. His development so far has been amazing to see. And I'll package two and three together and throw in Bobby Lashley with Omos because they only had a, a few moments on Raw in the ring together, but the electricity from the fans in the arena came through across the screen, and he may not be ready yet for a WWE Championship shot or even a singles opportunity against Bobby Lashley, but I hope that the day com- when the day comes that Omos is ready, that Lashley is still on the roster, and they can do this for real built up to a big fight field one-on-one. So two or three, Lashley and Omos. And then in the number one, the New Day. Um, that tag team turmoil match, it was it was incredible. They had the New Day do the first hour of Raw. And that part was pretty cool. Several, several different opponents. Um, they got beat down, had to take a pause, and then they came back out for I think it was the last half hour to 45 minutes of Raw. And they almost went the distance. Um, but just them working those different opponents and those different styles, they showed you why they're in at least the yeah, conversation. Well, and also, and why do you need to in the world? Why do you need to write a whole show when you can just have the New Day work for an hour and 45 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works. Okay, and then you're going you're gonna to beat this team, and then you're going to go out against that team. And um, damn, yo, they're so good. Like, they're the comedy dudes, and they got a lot of jokes, and they're there for a good time. But you almost forget that when the bell rings, it's like I'd like to see the new day. new day. I'd like to see the new day get renewed in some way. You know, I don't know what that version is. You guys know I've I've always been for a breakup and and then return, but something. I, I want the new day to get. They should be utilized more. Although you can't be utilized much more than an hour hour and forty five minutes of one show. All right, guys, you I gotta Greg, go. Real, real quick, they have been built as stars. I'll give you the new day. For sure. Yeah, they, that's what they, I love the New Day. They, they, they were selling they cereal. Been, they have been built as big main event tag team attractions. And they've been around for a very long time, too. So, yeah. All right, guys. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. I'm sure we'll have lots this week. Stay mage and take it easy, everyone. Stay mage. wrestler in the history of the art form. M-m-m-m-mitch.